What's up, fellow online addicts? I'm Asha, and it's literally my job to scour the internet every day to see what you guys are saying about our stories and to see what you're snarking on. If you got beef with a particular island issue, we'll give your voice an extra boost on trend spotting. It's our weekly rundown of everything that's got you buzzing and what conversations you can't look away from. From the serious to the silly, from ludicrous news to legit headlines, from the weirdest Instagram posts to the most retweeted stories to the insane DMs we get, we're going to show you the deeper side of what's making group chats, what's trending, and what you're sharing. So check out Trendspotting on YouTube, on Facebook Live, and on IGTV, all at KUAM News. If you've got something to say, sound off. We'll find you. Day and welcome to another episode of A Fistful of Talent. I'm your host, Jonah Goncharfris. Thank you so much for tuning in. And with me, um, you know, I I told you, you know, I'm sure that when you listen to the previous podcast, I'm always on Instagram. I'm always on Facebook checking out, you know, my news feed and seeing what's going on. And, and I happened to see um, a, a post where, you know, I found out that someone that I had interviewed four years ago, um, happened to be on Island. And so I reached out to her because I actually wanted to do an interview with her in person because oh, our first interview was over the phone. So I have with me now Michaela Mendiola, half a day. Half a day. Hi, everyone. <laughs> it's so nice to be back. And, you know, when I interviewed Michaela four years ago, um, it was actually someone had a friend of mine had reached out to me and sent an email and said, Joan, you know, you have to, you have to mm-hmm. contact this girl. She's doing big things. You know, she's, she's a fashion designer and, you know, she's going to, she's going to be part of the Vancouver fashion week and you should definitely check her out. So I'm like, Oh, thanks. I'll reach out. And, you know, and that of course was, um, uh, the late James Castro that reached out to me with that. Yes. And, um, when I looked, when I looked you up and, it, you know, and we, um, we connected and, you know, you started sending me like the photos and then I started Googling more about <laughs> you. I was like, wow, a lot of the stuff that I saw, I mean, you are super talented and, 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 you know, the fact that you were on Vancouver Fashion mm-hmm. Week and mind you, that was four years ago. And yes. I know that there's that big chunk that we, you know, haven't been able to catch up with. Yeah. So I'm using this time to kind of catch up and see what's been going on with you. But um, for those that are just tuning in and, and probably just, you know, um, and who want to know more about you, I guess uh, I know you were born and raised in Guam. Yes, I was. And then I left at the age of 14 to Hawaii. Um, then I went to high school there and then graduated and went to California and stayed in California since. And I know at what point, I mean, was fashion something that you always were in, into? Yes. It's actually kind of funny because ever since I was little, I used to tell my family, I'm going to be a fashion designer. That, you know, that's something that I always loved was clothes. It was realistically clothes. And then, you know, the idea of me being able to make my own clothes was something that I got really excited about. So it started off with just me doing little doodles. And then as I got older, when I started to talk to my parents about college, that was something that also came up. Like, I'm really passionate about fashion, and that's the industry I want to get into. So that was kind of the start of my career, was just going to school and then getting a job afterwards. 
Now, when you were telling your parents this, were they very supportive? Or, you know, because for some, you know, when, when you tell them that, okay, you know, whether it be, I'm sure that they get it, people get it when they say, oh, I'm going to pursue music or, or you know, they're, because um, a lot of times they want to hear, you know, become a teacher or a lawyer. Were they supportive when they heard that you wanted to kind of go into fashion? My parents have always been super supportive of anything that I wanted to do. Um, so I've been super blessed with that. However, I think I needed to prove to them that I was serious about it because there's a difference between a kid or just anyone saying, oh, this is something I love, but how much do you really love it? And college is really expensive, so I basically had to sit down with my parents and tell them what my plan was. We talked about my plan and how I was going to get there. So I think through that, I was able to show them and really express this is something that I really want to do. And what um, what college did you go to? I actually went to a couple. I started off at Biola University in Anaheim, or La Mirada to be specific. And I started off as a business major. After a year of doing just strictly business, I found myself very unhappy because I knew that in the end I really wanted to be a fashion designer. So I expressed that to my parents. And one thing my dad told me that I kept with me you know, throughout the years was do something that you love. And if you're going to do it, do it well. So since I was like, okay, dad, I, I want to be a fashion designer. So he's like, okay, so here's your opportunity to do it. And since then I've definitely proven myself that this is something I really wanted to do. And so, you know, once you graduated, I guess, at what point did you start to, did you, I guess, how do you get your foot through the door? I decided to take um, a different route because through my program, I had to do an internship. And most kids do their internship, I think, maybe their sophomore, junior year. And I waited till my senior year in college to do my internship just because I thought, okay, if I end up somewhere and I liked where I'm at, I don't want to have to wait a whole another year to try to get a job with them. I'd rather just kind of phase into that company strategy (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's basically how it happened i took uh i'm sorry i got an internship with a small denim manufacturing company and they love me so much and i love the company so much that they offered me a position and that's kind of how i started my um my foot i guess into the career of fashion and just in the industry itself I guess from that time to the time where um, you were, I guess, approached to take part in uh, Vancouver Fashion Week, I guess, what happened within that? um I think I was about two years into the industry, like professional experience, and I was actually invited and approached by Vancouver Fashion Week. They had seen some of my stuff from the college that I actually ended up graduating from, which was Woodbury University. That's where I got my um, BS, or I'm sorry, BFA, BS. I got, <laughs> <laughs> I got my uh, Bachelor of Fine Arts degree from Woodbury University, and they had saw my um, senior project. So at the end of the year, all the seniors have a fashion show, so they are able to go through the archives and see what they liked, and they reached out to me and that's kind of how I got into Vancouver Fashion Week, which was such a great experience. I guess, you know, hearing when they reached out to you, I guess, what was that, like, 
Oh, oh my gosh. So me? Are you sure? <laughs> exactly. I was so excited. I was like, wait a minute, is this real? And I had to speak to a couple of people just to make sure that this wasn't a scam. Or, you know, yeah. you get emails all the time from just different things like, oh, you won <laughs> a free iPad. And you're like, okay, I know that's not real. So um, I actually contacted them directly and we just went from there. And you know, um, I know during that, I guess the collection that you had it was a, it was your senior collection, right? It was it was an expansion of my senior collection. Um, I added some pieces. I actually added a lot to it, and um, it was more refined. And I basically chose a season that I wanted to. Well, at that time, it was. Jeez, what season was that? I know it was spring summer, so basically the clothes that I wanted to showcase was more for that season, and it was just kind of an expansion from my senior collection. And I know that the the theme of it was Serena. Yes, it was. Was that something right off the bat that you know I'm going to want to make this collection? I, I want to. I mean, what was the I guess the um, the reasoning behind Serena? The biggest thing was I wanted to showcase people where I'm from, and I wanted to add my own twist and my own flavor, and I've always been a very, I guess, I don't want to say flashy, but I really enjoy, like, sparkly and girly things, so if you look back at photos, or if you're able to look at photos, um, and just look at the collection, it's very much me, and... It was the whole story behind Serena was to choose a legend, which I've always loved was the legend of Serena, which is why I also named that my collection. And um, basically through my clothing and through the show and the way I curated the models was to tell my own version of Serena. And then I guess from there, I know, uh, you know, that was that was what our focus of our interview was. And then from there, I guess what happened afterwards, you know, I had looked, I was like Googling and and then I saw something about N double ACP. And yes. okay, so um, I will expand on that. I let's see what had happened. So I went to Vancouver Fashion Week and. I went back after Vancouver Fashion Week. I was super excited and just, I had this really good high of just being able to basically show people what I'm capable of doing and, you know, build myself up as a brand. And then I went back to L.A. and I worked for a little longer. And at some point in my career, I, you know, I was thinking to myself, like, I want to be able to just work on my own. I want to be able to work for myself and show people what Michaela is capable of doing and not Michaela who works for such and such. So I decided to take a break from the normal nine to five and I got the opportunity to be a costume designer for a, um, for a play, which is called Detroit 67. So basically this play takes place in Detroit and it was during um, a tough period of time in Detroit and it was such a liberating, also a liberating experience for me because I was able to just um, basically curate the entire play myself as far as like wardrobe and costuming and that was all me and that was also different because I've never done a play before so there was different things that I had to take into consideration 
which is making sure that what I'm putting on stage is historically accurate from what they're wearing to um, I guess that's the basic or the main thing is to know that what you're putting out is historically accurate but also being able to curate the colors and the mood and also working with the director to make sure that we're all in sync Mm -hmm. so fast forward a year after the play which was very successful um, I was nominated for costume what was it costume designer of that year for um, for the plays that were done locally mm-hmm. and it was this award show was put on by the NAACP um, which was also a great great opportunity and I actually won so <laughs> <laughs> in a story I won and I, I know for I mean for that too you know after that was that high that you had first felt after the Vancouver Fashion Week? I mean, did you have that sense of, you know, hey, what's next type of thing? I did. Well, so a year after um, I actually found out that I was nominated. um, Sorry, let me, I'm going to go back and forth. But after Vancouver Fashion Week, I took a break for about a year to just work on myself. I did some side projects. I worked with other stylists and other um, costume designers to do some projects with them. I did some tailoring for, um, like, Visa, the actual, like, Visa commercials during the Olympics in Rio. Mm-hmm. So that was a cool project that I was able to be part of. And then I've also done some tailoring for the artist Sia. So I did some of that for a while, and I got an opportunity by an old colleague to go back into working for someone again, which I felt at the time was a good move for me just to see what it's like again to be back in the workforce. (laughs) Um, So basically when I was notified about my award for um, the Detroit 67 show, I was already working for someone again. But it was also a reminder of what Michaela has done and it's not just Michaela, designer of another brand. It's what Michaela did herself. Nice. So that was definitely a good reminder. Nice. And I guess what are you? Um, I guess what are you currently um, up to now? So right now, I am still in Los Angeles, and I work for Guest Corporate. I'm a product developer, um, so I work closely with the buyers to decide what goes into all the guest stores so that's a great opportunity too to work for such a big company and you know um you know being here um being here and and i'm sure like you um see it on instagram and in social media you see that there are um uh, designers there's local uh small businesses here on island um you know from swimwear to apparel i mean um how does that I guess make you feel that you know that that now there's this there's there's more and more um, coming out. It's no longer just like your you know t-shirt and then putting a design. You're having people take the time to you know sew and to you know to to create all these pieces. I, I I'm sure that's got to be 
you know, exciting for you to see like your the island that you come from doing this? It is super exciting, and I am actually so thankful for social media because that's really how I keep up with everyone else that um, is still here on the island, and it makes me very excited to know how they're promoting the island, and then also this is something that they're passionate about, and you can just see it in the product and knowing that they're making a difference in, you know, putting out a lot of the things that I've seen lately trending is sustainability. Mm -hmm. Like, that's huge. And, I mean, I love it. I love it because it's not just someone just slapping Guam on a T-shirt. It's putting a message, and it's them putting what they believe in on something else. You know what I mean? Other than just a T-shirt, like you were saying. Start your day the KUAM way with our new streaming shows on Facebook Live each weekday. Here's your starting lineup. Mondays, we'll give you a glimpse into our morning meetings with the KUAM news team. Tuesdays, join our group chat with Chris Barnett. Wednesdays, it's crime time with the island's law enforcers. Thursdays, get the latest info with Dave Delgado, who's in the zone. And Fridays, we get Fit AF fitness and fun and the best part all our shows are completely interactive so you're directly part of the conversation join us monday through friday starting at 9 a.m start your day the kuam way but also being home is making me realize like wow i really needed this to come home and just get a reset button in just how i think creatively and what i think my future holds and i know that i'm not going to be working for someone for the rest of my life and by me coming home I was able to gain so much energy just from the island and just from people around me that I need to continue on my journey in fashion and not necessarily fashion under someone else so I definitely have some projects that I'm (laughs) doing up and we can talk about it another time but um, that's something that's in the works for me just being home and taking in as much as I can and also wanting to give back. And, you know, and the thing about it, too, is that um, you were able to take part in, in, you know, something very big here, and that was the Festival of the Pacific Arts. I guess, how did that come about? That, I believe I was also approached by someone. I believe that came from, yes, someone, I believe it was Miss Thelma, because she was in charge of uh, the diaspora. Um, and I think that's how it started off. But anyways, hearing about that was also such a big thing for me because I was able to work remotely. Like, I was in L.A. and prepping for Festpack to come to Guam. Like, it was such a big point for me because I was able to make everything and then come here and showcase it to everyone. I mean, I have so many family here that weren't able to see my senior show. They weren't able to see Vancouver Fashion Week. So for them to just be able to see everything live was such a big deal. And then, you know, and then seeing it all come together and then seeing how huge um, Fest Pack was, um, it was almost like like a... I guess in a sense, like a fashion week for, for, you know, in a different kind of, you know, you have Vancouver and then you had this one where there was all the islands, you know, getting, Mm -hmm. having the opportunity to see it. I guess, how did that, um, how was that, um, I guess, has to make you feel good and, and, and. Yeah, it was, it was really fun to see everyone come out and just 
show how they represent their island. And you saw things from very traditional wear to more contemporary. Mine was definitely more the contemporary approach, and I feel like that's just because that's more of my style. Um, But I did want to incorporate some island feel pieces. I mean, the prints that I used were... um, I did use some, like, island prints, but I didn't want it to be too... um, like too commercial Mm -hmm. so I feel like just seeing everyone come together and showcase how they represent their island was just so beautiful and then also seeing how the other local designers also put their things together was also really cool you know and and, you know people that are listening um, you know we were mentioning that that there are a lot of local, you know, small businesses and, and you know, really coming out with um, apparel, accessories, and swimwear. And, you know, then there are some that maybe have those ideas, you know, have ideas or something that they really want to pursue. But there's always, you know, that, that looming fear, of, you know, of, of taking that leap or and that, that kind of holds them back from doing it. I mean, you you know, after sitting down with your parents and saying, you know, this is what I want to do and, you know, finally taking that leap, I guess, what advice would you give to them to kind of encourage them or to kind of give them that nudge that they need to, to go for it? I think if it's something you're super passionate about, I don't really think that you would necessarily need the voice from someone else. Um, because from experience, if, again, if it's something that you really want, there's always going to be something tugging you to do it. But I also feel like the worst thing that can happen is for you to fail, but then you would get back up, and ultimately it's your fire and your passion that you have for something that's going to keep you going. I mean, as you, as you heard, I kind of went back and forth from working for someone and then not working for someone and then working for someone again. I mean, I feel like that's just a constant struggle that many artists can relate to only because, you know, it does help to have some kind of stability, sorry, stability from having a paycheck coming in. But then at the end of the day, you're going to be unhappy because you really have no say on what you what goes on the floor, what is being sold, it's whatever your boss tells you to. So I think as long as you continue to do what you love, you're just, you're going to flourish. That's really what it is. And, you know, looking back on your, I guess, your your journey so far, I, do you have any regrets or, or um, things that you wish you could have done differently in your journey? I don't think I necessarily have any regrets. I think I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. I feel like if I could have done something differently, I probably would have started sooner. Like, I feel like I had the mentality that I had to finish school in order for me to start something, when in reality, you don't have to go to school or you don't have to be a certain age. Like, you can start now regardless of how old or how young you are. Um, age means nothing. And I think I'm getting to, <laughs> to that age where I'm sort of freaking out about how quickly life has gone by, but that's also kind of like the kick in my butt to be like, okay, Michaela, you're definitely not getting younger, so if you're going to do something, you better do it now. 
than waiting because say you have this great idea that great idea is only going to stay an idea until you actually make it a reality and then someone else has that same idea and they end up doing something before you and there goes your idea so <laughs> i think the biggest thing is just doing it if you just yeah doing it <laughs> and you know do you have um you know like you said you have the you, the reset button um, visiting the island, and I know that you leave in a few days. Um, do you have plans to to come back and maybe share what you've learned um, with others here, or maybe you know who knows coming back and work you know working hand in hand with some of the the other uh, designers here? I definitely do plan on coming back. I can't say when, but <laughs> there is a plan that I have stewing up that is going to bring me back home. And if not, I mean, at some point I am going to come home, but I also want to help the community in some way. And if it, if I can't come back home as soon as I would like, I know that there are other ways, I mean, thank God for technology, where it I could make a difference even being far away so yes there is definitely many projects coming home has made me think about and brainstorm about um where i want to get more involved with my community and reach out to others who are making such a big impact now and you know if people want to i guess um just you know maybe want to pick your brain you know people that are listening that maybe you know um have the idea of going into to fashion and everything and they just have some questions i guess um is there could they where can they find you i guess online or on instagram or you can Facebook? definitely find me on instagram at m-e-e-k-a-y-671 it's mckay671 <laughs> it's just funny saying it out loud <laughs> um that's definitely probably the easiest way to find me or you can reach out to Joan, and I'll give Joan my number, and you can always shoot me a text. And I did want to quickly ask, you know, back on our, our first interview, uh, when I asked about who were some of your fashion influences, um, I know you mentioned um, Vivian Westwood. Vivian Westwood, and, yes. And, um, I mean, do, the, um, do, do you still, I mean, because obviously years have passed, are there some up-and-comers, are there some new that maybe have... Um, that you've added to your list? Um, I wouldn't... I think I was more focused on specific designers back then. And now it's more about what people believe in and this movement of, again, sustainability, I think, which is so important, especially in this day and age. And um, I can't necessarily give you any names, but just from the research that I have done, seeing young people make a difference now is what makes my heart pound. Like, it's amazing to see, again, local artists and even young kids, like, way younger than me or, (laughs) you know, that aren't even in college yet that are definitely making a splash and um, putting product out there, not just product for profit, but also product to have a voice and to say something that they're passionate about. So this whole movement of the younger generation just coming in and standing up for what they believe in is really something that I admire. Nice. Well, you know, thank you so much for, for coming in and, and for catching up. You know, I, 
um, I had to jump at the opportunity because when you do phone it, when you do phone interviews with someone, it's just not the same than doing it in person. And and it, and it was a great, uh, great to finally meet you. And you know, because I, you know, like I said, I'm always on Instagram, and so I see you know all the great things that you do and 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 what you've been up to, and then to finally like have you in front of me and kind of catch up. It, it it's always nice to to do that and. And it's always good to hear that someone that you've interviewed is still doing, you know, great things. And I could only so much. (laughs) And I'm looking forward to what's in store, like you, you know, what you have doing in the pot for for us. And and I know that um, those that are listening are going to be, you know, waiting to see what comes out. And and we can't wait to have you come back when um, hopefully sooner. Yes. Rather than later. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, and thank you so much for listening as well. Yeah. And until then, um, don't wait. Actually, don't forget to um, listen to this podcast and all the other podcasts by heading over to soundcloud.com slash News, And don't forget to subscribe so you can get alerts every time there's a new podcast like this that's posted. Until then, adios.